Hello, 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 hello. What's up, Fort Worth? Good morning. I don't know if it's morning for you, but it's morning for me. Happy, happy, happy day. Thank you for joining us and welcome to another episode of the Fort Worth Freedom Review. We are a show about local politics that aims to get more people engaged in local issues. And so thank you for being engaged in local issues. My name is Anthony Sosa, and I'm here today with Thomas Moore to discuss the Democratic candidates for the midterm elections coming up very, very quickly here in November. All of the resources that we use in this episode will be provided below in a public spreadsheet, and the link is in the doobly-doo, the show notes below. Please check it out. Please look at it. Please come to your own conclusions. Do your own research about these candidates. We are just two dudes with two opinions. Um, develop your own. This podcast is made possible by the Justice Reform League, a Fort Worth-based nonprofit. You can sign up for our Substack at our website, justicereformleague.net, where we will occasionally post op-ed type articles. If you would like to submit something to the Substack or have any episode ideas or additional stories you would like us to cover, please contact us on Twitter at FWReview, on Instagram at Fort Worth Freedom Review, and you can send us an email at FWFreedomReview at gmail.com. Real quick, I just want to say before we get the episode started that the primary elections where we get to see a diversity of ideas took place earlier this year. And so we're kind of past that point now where these are the candidates and this is who is there to pick. Um, we're going to give our honest opinions about these people, but we're not going to spend any time looking at any of the Republicans because we just can't possibly endorse anyone who supports the Texas Republican Party pl platform. If you want to know why, I recommend go back and listen to episode 29. Uh, where we break down the Republican Party platform and you have a link to where you can check it out yourself. Um, it's just insane. So we're not going to talk about any of those people and just talk about the Democrats. Thanks and enjoy the show. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. What's up, buddy? How's your week been? Man? I didn't even get to talk to you about that. Like, how's your, how's your week been? Pretty good. Been working out a lot. Well, that's good. I know you weren't working for a while, so glad you get to do that. I'll probably take take a day off. Yeah, just because you know, got to take care of yourself. Got to take care of number one. Yeah. Can't help anybody, you know, if you're if you're not taking care of yourself. So good, man. Good for you. I took Friday off too, because I went to go see the Mars Volta on Thursday night, and it's my birthday on Friday, and so I was like, all right, I'm just gonna. Nice. Just gonna not do anything. Yeah. Which was which just was... them kids. Yeah, they actually <laughs> were. They gave me permission. I mentioned to one of my periods, like I'm not gonna be here on Friday. I'm thinking. I'm considering. Not, I might not be there Friday. It was like the week before or something. I was like, I might not be here next Friday. I'm like, why not? And I was like, well, it's my birthday and a concert. You know, I'm gonna be out late the night before. And they're like, no, don't come. Like, no, I wouldn't want to come if it's my birthday. I was like, oh. All right, cool. Then if you say so, <laughs> thank you for understanding. So, so I decided to do that. So yeah, it was good. But uh, I guess we'll go ahead and get into the big old meat chunk. I think what everybody comes for, at least I hope, uh, what a lot of people are coming for, uh, the episodes where we give you all the the info dump on the uh, on the mm. candidates running in November. So we got a big old spreadsheet. Thomas and I both spent some time working on it. Thomas, I actually want to say, like, you're you you are more organized. Your section's prettier than mine. Um, 
I just, mm-hmm. I, I didn't. Which is surprising. That <laughs> no, it's good. You're the first person to ever be like, "Hey, that's." There's gonna be people listening to this going, "Really?" <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. I I just didn't want to spend the extra thirty or forty five minutes to like format it to get it to where it looked like as pretty as yours. So I just kind of I left it mine a little. It's still organized, right? But it's just it's just different. We just have different. Yeah, I don't know. So I wanted to say good job yeah. on that, buddy. Uh, yeah, so we put this thing together. It's going to be public. It's going to be posted in the show notes below. And essentially, it is a rundown of the offices that are up for election, like what those offices are, uh, the name of the people, links to their platform and their campaign website. Uh, and Thomas had the great idea of also putting uh, links to their campaign disclosures uh, to where you can kind of track their funding, where, who's, where their money's coming from and where it's going. Yeah, I thought that was really, really smart, dude. Yeah, and a lot of these races that also shows the thing for like their opponent, like party, and you can see a certain trend here. We'll get into it as as time goes on, but basically, Republicans are outspending Democrats on this. Yeah, well, I don't want to say outspending; they're definitely outraising. They've got more cash on hand. I believe it, and we'll see. Yeah, I'm really curious. It's going to be a really interesting midterm. Midterms usually aren't. I mean, I don't know. I think I think they're all important, but this one's particularly like really uh, going to kind of shape the next two years leading up to the next presidential election. So, OK, we'll hit it. So uh, the spreadsheet has been broken up by feder- the first four federal offices, the only four the U.S. Congress offices that are up. And then we got a bunch of state offices. And then at the bottom are the Tarrant County specific offices like county judge and commissioners. Um so we're going to go down the list. I'm curious to see, we, we and Thomas and I off air, we're discussing like how long this is going to take and whether we need to break this up into two episodes. So uh, I've got a hard out here in about an hour and a half. So we'll see how quickly we can get through this. I think we could do it. I think mm-hmm. we could do it. So Thomas, since you do you want to kind of take the lead on the first half since you did a lot of the digging on that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me, it looks like our first candidate is for the U.S. House of Representatives for Congressional District 12. It is Trey Hunt. Um, pulling up there. Good old Matt Thumb. Old Trey. Yep. Uh, sorry, my, my. Oh yeah, this guy. I remember this guy. Uh, young. Yeah. He's a young this, man. Yep. This is Kate Granger's district. That's right. He's been in this in this district for a while. Um, but if you go to his platform, I want to say he's ran for. Yeah, he ran. I was looking at his his ballotpedia. He ran for a different office. I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. I don't recall what it was, but he he ran for something else. I think two years ago or something, and it wasn't for con- for the U.S. Congress. Okay. He might have primaried somebody too, like at the state house level or something. I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. You think our uh, our friend Trey Holcomb would be running this district? Because this is the district he ran in last time, but he's a libertarian. So, yeah, I that, mean, that's right. Yeah. Not to be rude, but do they even count? <laughs> Yeah, I, I and I don't know if he is or not. I haven't talked to him that recently. I don't. I feel like I would have heard about it or seen it on social media or something if he was running again. Um, but yeah, yeah I mean, Kate Granger. 
Kay Granger's a tough, you know, she's been there forever. So this is this it would be mm-hmm. a, it would be a phenomenal, you know, turnover if if we were to flip this district. Like here's like I don't know. I I kind of said this to you again like off air Thomas, but like for for everybody like it's going to be it I hate to do this this because this isn't the primary. Uh we don't have like a diversity of ideas to evaluate and say like, oh, this candidate is far is more left or this candidate is more centrist or blah, blah, blah. Like we're going to do that anyways to describe these people. But at the end of the day, like you really should vote for all of these people. And I, and it sucks that that's the case, (laughs) you know, like I, I I don't think down ballot voting is like the way to go, uh, in a healthy democracy. Right. But here in Tarrant County in Texas in 2022, that what's at stake is too high i think you know because if it's not these people then we're going to get any of these republicans and any of them are going to be far worse than any of these you know a lot of lackluster democrats in my opinion like some of these some of these are great some of them are the ones are the ones that we were in the primary going yeah progressive but for the most part you know it's kind of spare the fair democrats but like you should vote for them anyways <laughs> I think like what like, it would be awesome instead of instead of primaries, we just had ranked choice voting. Yeah. I mean, I think we should <laughs> I both. I wish we could do both. Like have have ranked choice in the yeah. primaries and then like even, yeah, like even do ranked choice, you know, for, for for still have multiple candidates in the second round. Like I I would have no problem. I mean, with that. it worked for Alaska. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's that was awesome. Yeah. And I'm so glad there. There's a few states that have it. Alaska is one of them. I'm trying to think of what. There's a couple more. It's like maybe maybe like Vermont or Massachusetts or some somewhere like that. Um, it's definitely in other countries. Like a lot of other countries have ranked choice voting. It's way more democratic. Uh, if you don't know what ranked choice is, you essentially pick your top, you know, five, one, two, three, four, five, and that's the rank. And so pretty much you run the first round of everybody of everybody's number one. And then if you don't end up with a majority, then you run the second round. And so people's second pick might go towards, you know, someone who was in the lead in the first round or whatever. So like, then you kind of end up going, okay, well, like, it looks like 75% of people like either pick this person for number one or number two. So this, you know, this is who we're going to go with or whatever. So you eliminate, you know, it's, it's a little more free. It's a little more democratic. It's not just one person, winner take all sort of thing. Um, and in our system where we have this two party, you know, it's either this or that and that's that's all we get to pick you know like you're saying libertarian like do they even count it sucks to say that but it's pretty much true like the libertarian party is very very weak there aren't there you know it's just not none of the three parties are 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 really viable and and you know starting a new a new third party is even even harder so like in 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 the two-party thing like ranked choice would just be a big improvement all around you know i just wish we could have a big have a different system but we got what we got but sorry. Okay. So yeah, Trey, Trey Hunt, vote for Trey. Uh, check him out. He, he seems like a cool yep. dude. Did you have anything specific you wanted to say about him? Uh, oh, well, I've got his, I've got his platform right here. Uh, right. looks like he's, you know, typical for criminal justice reform. Doesn't want to, you know, keep them in a prison. He wants to, it says right here, he wants to reform. He wants reforming the criminal justice system that can save the taxpayer mo- pay, pay money and effectively rehabilitate the con- convicted. So they return as productive members of society instead of being chained to a brutal punitive system that drains the soul in the taxpayer's wallet. Nice. Um, Based. So, yeah, I'm, I'm about that. 
Dig it. Uh, he's big on public transportation. Um, he wants to increase that, and in or, urban areas like where he where he's going to be over, that's just super important. Um, because that you know it makes transportation easier. It's also going to you know be better for the environment and all the other good stuff. Um, he's an advocate for accessible and affordable healthcare, um, which is good. Yeah, um, definitely. He wants to increase the healthcare options in rural towns, which is also good. I'm getting a small red flag here because he's. I'm not seeing anything that says he's for necessarily single payer. Yeah. I don't know if that means that he's just being more pragmatic about it or doesn't want to run on it to be that divisive. It shouldn't yeah. be divisive, but that's where we're at. Yeah. And again, like I pulled up the, if you're curious, like if you're new to politics and you just registered this year or something and you're not sure if this is your district or not, like we provided also the locations for every one of these candidates so you can look and see if this is your, is this person that I'm voting for? Kate Granger's yep. district is most of West Fort Worth all the way out to the end of the county, past Weatherford and Mineral Wells. I right, know, like past the county. This isn't a county thing. This is a, this is a U.S. Congress district. So it pretty much goes all the way out to Mineral Wells. There's a little niche like North Side Fort Worth between like Jacksboro and 35 is not a part of this. It's like a part of the East Fort Worth stuff and Arlington stuff. But this district 12 is like all West and North of 820. Like, you know, the whole chunk, Western chunk of, of, of Fort Worth, Benbrook, all that sort of stuff. So if you're in that area, vote for Trey Hunt. It would be phenomenal. Like even if he's not for single payer, like which you know he should be, but replacing Kay Granger with like a you know a a, a, a mediate or a moderate Democrat is still like a vast improvement compared to you know having this. this also, Republican in I here. don't normally normally say this, but consider uh, donating to him because I'm looking at the amount of money raised. Um, Kay Granger has raised 1.4, almost 1.5 million, Ooh. and Trey Hunt has raised. Uh, guess how much he's raised? 20k. Uh, no, give him a little more credit than that. 34, <laughs> almost 35k. 35k. Okay, my bad, my bad. That's still, I mean, it, that's that's orders of magnitude. You know, that compared to a million is is that's a that's a small yeah. Fraction. Kay um, Granger has spent now. Interestingly enough, she has spent like one point four six million. Did she just? I feel like she may have just like given him the excess because she felt bad because yeah. like she raised one point four eight million, spent one point four six million. Trey Hunt raised thirty four uh, thousand. He spent twenty seven thousand. Yeah, that's that's a lot. Yeah, a lot. The, the spending is interesting to kind of look at for those who have information. Yeah, uh, to kind of see where got, they're at. Yeah, Kay Granger's sitting over here with three hundred thirty-two thousand dollars dollars cash on hand, and Trey's got just underneath eight grand. Yeah, so that doesn't bode well. But again, money doesn't equal votes necessarily. Um, this is a big conservative district, so that's understandable. Um, but let's you know. Let's, let's go out and vote for him anyways. Let's get those numbers up. Well, also, I'm also going to talk about this, probably not this episode, because considering how long it's probably going to end up being, but talk about getting yep. involved with, with the local party, getting involved with the, with the local precincts and all of that sort of thing, um, because that is really how you flip and make a difference. And it's so close to the election right now that like being able to do all of that, like as someone who's done this myself, and I'm going to talk, I'm going to share more about that. Um, 
it's it's a lot uh and so like I'm, I'm not gonna be really ready to have everything to be to be as functional and as uh as efficient and as impactful as like i should be just because we've only got a short period of time left before the election but i guess let's keep it rolling let's um so that's trey check out trey if you want to know more info click on his thingy um who's yep. the next one is jen mcdowell she is running for congressional district 24 which is currently represented by Kenny Marchant. Um, and for those of you who don't know, that is mostly, it looks like. Oh, it's that whole west side of North, Northwest. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. His, like his is kind of big. It's got like a big portion of Tarrant County. So that's Keller, Colleyville, Bedford, maybe like part of Keller. Uh, looks like. Grapevine, you list a little bit of Fort Worth. Yeah, it's like um, essentially the the airport is the middle, of it, and it just kind of sprawls outward from the airport east and west. Yeah, like he's got a good portion of Irving, a good portion of Dallas, Addison. And it looks Carrollton. like it's yeah. It looks like he's even got wow. He's even got portions of Plano and Frisco all the way over in Collin County. That's yeah, interesting. It's a big area. Good portion of Addison and Farmers Branch too. Um, moving on from there. Um, platform for Jan McDowell. Um, just makes me think of Dan McDowell from the ticket. Is that... Yeah, you, know, you you can go to their campaign websites. This is just what her about is. Sometimes it, you know, they don't these candidates don't always list their issues. Yeah, man, uh, that was a problem for me. Like. This is, I don't want to criticize this too much. Like, I don't want this to be a negative podcast and then be like, go vote for these people. But I just spent 10 minutes complaining. But like, it's, you know, they're people, like people, like you got to put what you're going to do. Like on, and like those who yeah. did, like, you know, you know, it's, there's just a big difference. Everyone's talking about what they've done. This is my, these are my accolades. These are my degrees. These are the the chairmanships that I had or the boards that I sat on or whatever. But nobody, like, I don't know. At least I only checked the bottom half. You kind of researched different people than I did. But, like, the people that I researched, it was, like, maybe 10% of them actually were, like, these are the problems I identify and these are how I'm going to fix them. But, like, but most of these yeah. people don't, don't say any of that. And they're just, like, please give me money. And it's like, man, like this, we got to like raise the bar here, like on, on what we're doing. Cause like, I don't know what half of these people are actually going to do when they get in office. But again, because of how right. bad things are, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> like replacement level is still better than what we've got going on here. Uh, so I'm sorry. We've gone from like, what are your positions on? We've gone for like, what are your positions on this too? Will you uphold this democracy? Yeah. That's a really good way to put it. Um, and it's a sad state of affairs. Um, and all the fresh air in the world are going to make a bit of a difference. But what can you do? Sorry. Just trying to, trying to throw Eat a the rich. Train pot. Get rid of all the old people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, well, we don't want to be ageist here. We don't want to be ageist here, right? But uh, fine, fine. Classic. Fine. I don't, okay, know, we'll I don't know if we want to be classic either. But we'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll retirement and send all the old people there so they feel like they're in power. Yeah, so we got things got to change. So vote All for right. Dan, Jan, not Dan. <laughs> vote for Jan yeah. McDowell, in in District Back 24. Back for Jan, not Dan. Yeah, 
Um, yeah. Do you know who's who's the incumbent in that? And says the thing, we, uh, listeners, this is all Democrats. We're not going to really have info on a lot of the Republicans because that would require yeah. an equal amount of research. And like our blanket statement is like, don't vote for these people. So if you want to know more about the, the Republican candidates, like go go do your own research on that. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. So the rep right now is Kenny Marchant. So she's not the incumbent. But here's here's her. her uh, basically, I'm just gonna like bullet point all her issues. Uh, she's pro-choice, so obviously, you know, she's she's for abortion. Um, you know, under immigration, she says no humans illegal, but we still need appropriate immigration laws. Immigration is a complex issue. Blah 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 blah. blah, blah. So basically, she's. She she doesn't want to just wrap up all 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 the illegals and send them away, but she still wants some sort of regulation, which I guess is nice. Um, she wants common sense gun laws. Here's what I love when people say that: it's like, "What do you mean?" Yeah, you know what I'm it's saying. So vague. Like, what do you mean when you say that? Like, usually they mean you know they don't want assault rifles and stuff, and they don't want the NRA influencing things because the yeah. NRA is huge. And I guess it's smart because um, it means whatever you think it means, right? So you could you could appease a bunch of different people because they they think they know what's common sense, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm for that too." See, I I'd rephrase that a little bit because I know she's aware she's in the South, she's in Texas, but anytime time they hear Democrats say common sense, common sense gun laws, they're like, "They're coming for our guns, everybody yeah. run!" And really, they don't care about the other stuff. They could be like. Okay, if you let us enslave your second-born son, we'll let you keep a gun. They'll be like, "All right, sounds good." And I mean, like, I don't know, like, here, like you, you don't have to. What is the saying? Like, I don't know. There's a bunch of different sayings about keeping your mouth friggin' shut. Like, you don't have to say everything all the time. Like, you can yeah. run on certain things and like hold some of the things that you want to do shit about, like to yourself like hold that keep that close to the vest until you get in office that would be like i wouldn't call that dishonest i would just call that tactical and going like look if gun control is it like beto obviously right like dude if you wanted to take people's guns away like don't say it on the stage in front of people and television yeah you know like that's <laughs> like and i don't think he should do that right just to just for clarification like i don't I don't think we need to go you rounding know, up. That was guns. stupid for like, two reasons, yeah. and I'll tell you why. Number one, we're also in Texas. Number two, you want to know how that <laughs> started? They literally sent Lauren Bobert before she fucking got yeah. into office to fucking <laughs> ask that question and corner him. And I'm pretty sure it was a deal that she made with Ted Cruz because it wasn't that. too long after that she was running for office and stuff. So, so maybe if Beto, Beto had kept his mouth shut, we wouldn't have to listen to Lauren Bobert test. Yeah, man, that's right. I remember that that that's, that clip resurfaced, and I I didn't realize that that was her. I was like, because I remember when it when it happened, but like I didn't know, yeah. you know, she wasn't in Congress yet, so it was kind of like what. Uh, the next one we got, we got to keep it rolling. I guess Jasmine, Jasmine Crockett. Oh yeah, uh, we were excited about Jasmine. Um, we Jasmine in the primaries, we were like, oh, she's cool. Yeah, I think yeah, she is the current. In but she's I'm a big fan of hers although I did think it was kind of weird because that's kind of hard it was actually easier to find her uh her Twitter account and then then they can't yeah I've, I'm wondering about the Google algorithms and stuff I'm wondering if some people are paying extra to get like search engine optimization and some people aren't because yeah some people have a campaign website but it's not showing up until you yeah find their social media and go to it from there really? 
and some people are getting hacked. I was noticing too. Some pages were like not secure, and like my browser was not wanting to go to those. Jasmine's not that, but she's in District Thirty. She's in uh, U.S. District Thirty, and let me click on that thingy to see where that's at. No, she's in District One Hundred. That's not that's Eddie Bernice Johnson. I uh, oh, I, I I met up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. But I'm on I'm on our district map now. Yeah. US, um, yeah. Oh, that's Texas. Congrats. They shaded it weird. Uh yeah. Gotcha, so gotcha. it's yeah yeah. We'll Sorry that about link. that. The link. Our, so she's, our link's she's bad. most in Dallas. Yeah. Going from let's see, 35 East on Northampton Road, uh, just under Deep Ellum, to almost Mesquite. Um, and just to over where I'm at in Garland, um, over by Gus Thompson Road, Road and Highway 12 and all that. Um, yeah, she's, she's a uh, fairly urban area. Yep. Um, let's see here. Let me pull up her issues. Here. Issues. Voting rights. Oh, she's got a ton. Voting rights, healthcare, workers' rights, reproductive justice, immigration, criminal justice, economy, education, equality, and civil rights. Her website didn't pop up. She's got everything on here, man. And like each one of those has a drop-down of explaining what to deal with. And this is a beautiful, this is a beautiful website. And uh, and she's got like she's got issues, (laughs) and she's got information about the issues and what she wants to do about them. Like. This is I we were excited about her. Like, yeah. And also, like, because she, she was a progressive, has progressive like, solutions to I this. like her messaging. Yeah. Yeah. So please go vote for Jasmine. Yes, yeah, go vote for Jasmine. All right. Sorry, were you going to say one more thing? Do you I, want felt me like, go- I felt like I cut you off. Uh, no, we're good. All right. Why put Mark BC. I guess I'll talk about Mark because I he was my congressman when I was living on the over there uh, on the south side. Yeah, his his district pretty much just extended a little bit over into like the Rosemont, like South Central Fort Worth district. Like, um, but for the most part, it stretches through Southeast Fort Worth and East Side uh, over towards Arlington. Um, and so, you know, predominantly district of color predominantly lower income district. Um, and he is like establishment establishment dude. Um, I wasn't crazy about him, but again, like better, better than losing the seats to a Republican, right? Like we don't want that to happen. Um, so, you know, he's, I guess you could say he's, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even want to use the word powerful, but like he's been there for a while. So he has some sway. And he loves to like suck up to Nancy Pelosi and stuff. And so like he, I don't know, yeah, has good connections in DC or whatever. So that's Mark. I have a I have a story about BC. Yeah. Okay. So like on January 6th, um, I was trying to figure out what the hell was going on. So I uh I tried to call my congressman, but I was actually in Arlington, the area I was at. Um I didn't have one because he died of COVID. It was super oh, that's right. So I called, I called Mark BC, and they basically didn't even want to talk to me because I wasn't in their district. I'm like, motherfucker, all right, my guy is dead. You guys are the closest next to me. Yeah, that's <laughs> insane. Like usually they'll even they'll listen to you, they'll hear you out if you're even if you're not a constituent, but they'll just be like, okay, this person does, doesn't have any voting power over me. Yeah, uh, but they're still a public servant, like, and you're still the public. So like it's come on, that's ridiculous. 
Uh, I'm just curious, real quick. Let's see. I want to see what his ascending is as a candidate. He's raised one point. He spent. 964k and he's got 827,000 on hand. That's a lot. So of yeah. the Democrats, he's he's getting some money. So next, uh the next chunk of this and we probably only got about an hour left to go is all state offices. So the governor, the lieutenant governor, attorney, attorney general, commissioner of agriculture, railroad commissioner, land commissioner, comptroller. This Texas State Senate, the Texas State House, the district judges, the Supreme, the Texas Supreme Court, the Texas Court of Appeals, and the Texas Criminal Court of Appeals, and then the State Board of Education. That's all the state stuff. And then at the bottom is all the Tarrant County stuff. So, yeah, man, I guess I don't know. How do you want to go? Should we just start going down the list, I guess? Yep. So I was first Beto. Yep. Beto for governor. I was going to read the descriptions, but I'm not going to just, if you want to know what, I think we all know what governor is, but if we're talking about one and you're like, what, what is this? Yeah. Like it, the information is there in the spreadsheet. Yep. He's going against big Abbott. Uh, before we go to his positions on things, I'm gonna say I like his his campaign strategy because he is probably where man you know, probably be afraid because he's really good at being new voters to show up to the polls, but he's also really good at going to like rural red areas and talking to enough people to where those areas might not be as red anymore. Like he went to Greenville, Texas, mm -hmm. which. Honestly, if I was on this campaign, I would tell him it was a waste of time because Greenville, Texas is a small rural area, but it's also like one of the one of the most vehemently Republican places I've ever been to. Um, but he got like 500 people to show up, which is huge for that area because that I think the entire area plus all of Hunt County is like 20,000 people, maybe, you know. So the fact that that 500 people showed up is a really big deal. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's great to hear that he's starting to organize and galvanize people out out in the rural areas. You know, he was doing that definitely when he was running for Senate too. He went to Brownsville. He, I think he's picking more strategic kind of places like that rather than hitting every every part of the state. But it's I mean, still effective though, because like, you're breaking up a little bit. Yeah, can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah, Beto's gotten the most votes of any Democrat in modern history, and he's he's been making impacts in areas that most Democrats would throw away. But that's why he's starting to become competitive, and that's why you're starting to see Texas turn into like a swing state. Is because other people are picking up on this. Um, holy crap! Pretty much what I'm trying to yeah, tell. So people. he's got. To keep it sweet and short, like if you want marijuana legal, like vote for Beto. Like if you, yeah, because you know, a lot, some people just don't care. Are single issue voters, or like don't even care about a lot of things, or know a lot of things. And it's like this, that's really one way to put it. Like, look, we have one guy who's been here doing stuff the way that he's, you know, he's been running the show for a while. Do you want to keep things the, the way they've been going, or do you want to like get somebody else in there that's gonna do, you know, bring us up to date? Well, here's the other. 
here's the other thing. Even if you look at what Greg Abbott's running off of, he's not even keeping his promises. Like they'll always say, like the Republicans will always say shit like, oh, you want lower taxes? Blah, 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 blah. You don't want to pay higher taxes like California. Did you know California pays lower taxes than Texas? What do you Did mean? You know like that? State, state? What do you mean? Like, like percentage. Oh, like how percentage per household wise, or something? And, yeah. Individuals pay, pay less the time that Texas. This pays less is when you get into like corporate taxes and stuff. Yeah, no, yeah, that's really true. What? We do. We pay more in taxes yeah. here than a lot of other people in other states. Like total, or for if you add up what we pay over the year in the various ways that we pay them. Yeah, that's true. Uh, unless you're in like Property the top one percent. Yeah, like if you're super super rich, Texas is one of the least, one of the lowest taxing states, which is why you know we've got a lot of billionaires that live here. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. It's also why you can go to like places like University Park, and then 15 minutes later, everyone's in fucking poverty. Like, which, by the way, University Park, I think, is the I don't know if it's the richest con- uh, city in America. I think it's like second richest to Katy, Texas, which is where Ted Cruz lives. But it's kind of it's kind of bonkers that you can walk, you know, five minutes in any direction and find like. A rundown area where everyone's you know struggling to make food and then you go to university park and it's like they've got all this excess and everyone makes at least 250k yep it's just mass you know or or go to any any of the big cities on the coasts you know or austin here but you can go to san francisco or any of the places where you have large homeless populations you know skid row in la or whatever like you've got uh, urban centers of capital, you know, these, these, you know, spiraling spires of wealth towering into the sky. And then you've got, you know, just all these homeless people just barely struggling to survive, like right adjacent to it. And you can see this all over the world. This is not like a unique phenomenon here in America, but it's just stark inequality, right? It's just like stark inequality, like right there in front of you. And, uh, yeah, that that's capitalism for you. Sorry, I don't know. How do we get? How do we yep. get here? I don't know. <laughs> how do we get to capitalism? Uh, uh, Beto, vote for Beto. Lean back on staff. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about seizing the means of production yes. later. Right yes. now, so vote for Beto because he likes yeah. capitalism too, but not as much as 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 uh, uh, Abbott. But, but free weed, yeah, or something. Yeah, consider donating to him too because I'm thinking of his expenditure. He's been pretty good about raising enough contributions, but his contributions have gone way down lately. Like for Q3, yeah. like so if you look at Q2, it's like this huge hump. Probably that's probably around the time the whole abortion thing happened with the yeah. Supreme Court. And now you get to Q3 and it's just it's no slowing stop. down. Like I saw a recent poll, and again, the polls like aren't that accurate, right? Like they're they're they are a data points, they're not like the end all be all. Um, but his, yeah. you know, Abbott starting to gain, you know, a further lead. I think it it got to like 5%, yeah. 4 to 5% or something. And now it's starting to like widen a little bit, which isn't good. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah. And again, like I'm getting texts like every day from his campaign now. Like if you can donate, if you yeah. can, you know, phone bank at the very volunteer. least, volunteer block walk, whatever, just buy signs, you know, and put them out. Like that's one thing that like a lot, there are a lot of Democrats here in Tarrant County, but in some districts or in some precincts like mine uh it seems predominantly republican and it is 
but there's more Democrats than you think. And so like kind of flying your flag like that, even though I know I understand like in this kind of climate, maybe that, maybe you don't want to. Um, but it, but it helps, you know, that it kind of inspires and shows people that like, Hey, there are other people who are like this too. So, yeah. So I don't know. Good. I vote for Beto for sure. Like, I really hope, I really hope we can kind of push it over the edge. Um, there's again, there's always just a, uh, like one last sign of hope or whatever. There's always, uh, always yep. new voters to keep in mind. They're never polled because they're you usually poll likely voters or, are are you know, uh, very likely voters or that sort of thing. But people who have just recently registered people who are young or maybe even middle-aged and just never voted before, um, they're kind of coming in in large numbers and we don't know, you know, what, how they're going to vote. Right. Um, and so that's, that's just something, something to kind of keep in mind. So, okay, let's go to Lieutenant Governor Mike Collier, who, uh, got to speak at the democratic convention in, in Dallas. Uh, Amber and I got to see him a little bit. Uh, seems like kind of a good old boy guy, buddy, buddy. I think we even played audio from him, uh, from that thing. Uh, yeah. I think we did. Yeah. Who, who's our lieutenant governor right now? Dan Patrick. Dan Patrick. So yeah, Bonko, bonkers. Who owes man. Dan? Who, who owes John Fetterman, Fetterman money? Anyways, <laughs> you keep bringing that up. I always forget that. And you're like, yeah, you're right. He still does. Uh, <laughs> the current lieutenant governor is awful. Uh, and in some ways, the lieutenant governor has more power than the governor on certain situations and certain circumstances. So yeah, uh, yeah, let's get that dude out. Mike Collier, you know, doesn't seem like a progressive, but again, like replacement level is better than nothing at this point. Well, you know, you know, it's bad with Dan Patrick because he, there's been times he's been great. Like, it's been like, absolutely not. Yeah. And like, you know, maybe, so we got, we got Collier. I don't know. Do you want to, do you want to go through the platform? I guess, should, should, should we do that? I mean, it's, it's in there. Uh, it's in there. I mean, there's, there's some stuff I like. Okay. Because we want to open schools, obviously. But, He's got one on there that just says "fix the damn fix grid." Fix the damn like, grid in bold, all caps. <laughs> yeah, 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 agreed. Yeah, fund R public schools. Bring in property taxes. Yep. Yeah. Protect women's rights. Invest in invest rural in rural communities. Yeah. Yeah. Great, good-paying jobs and benefits. Uh, he also wants to legalize marijuana. Also wants to legalize marijuana. And he has it under the category yeah, "keep our communities safe," which I think is pretty clever because that is marijuana yeah. is one of the ways in which we we you know incarcerate marginalized people is through these these routine you know these these, these low you know marijuana charges right uh, yeah vote Plus for if Mike. I have a guy that's drunk and a guy that's high one of those two is way less likely than the other to commit any other crimes true true <laughs> except maybe crushing some. Some jack in the box at two in the morning. I guess that's not a crime. Um, yes, Mike Collier, Mike the man. It's a food crime. You yeah, call it a food crime. <laughs> yeah. And then his last bullet point is just confidence to the office of Lieutenant Governor. Like, oh yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, let's bring let's bring some a little bit of that prestige back for what whatever it's worth. Like, obviously, uh, it's worth something because we don't have it right now. Uh, Rochelle Garza is for texas attorney general so like again uh who who's our our, our our attorney general right now mr ken paxton uh crazy madman with all the you know fbi and 
you know, investigations and state investigations and whistleblowers talking about maltreatment and, you know, like shady money and like collusion and his wife's like running offices right. and different things and like it's all this crazy stuff. Also a potential felon. Yeah, exactly. Like mo- multiple Or, or is he an actual yeah. felon by now? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I feel like one of these investigations has been going on for seven years. But yeah, he's got multiple investigations. We've got episodes, multiple episodes talking about the evils of Kim Paxton, if you want to go back in the catalog. Uh, yeah, don't vote for him. Please get him out of office. Get Rochelle Garza in there. She's she's all right. Mm-hmm. She's cool. Uh, she of the three in the primary, I remember being like, okay, she's not my favorite, but hey, she was really cool at the convention. Again, gonna be way better than crazy man Ken Paxson. I do think we could have like make some positive changes within Attorney yep. General. That's that's not gonna be you know a literal criminal. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that one shouldn't be a be a hard sell for anybody. Yeah. Just be like, hey, what what are her qualifications? She isn't Ken Paxton. Yeah. And that's all that really matters at this point, unfortunately. But that's that's the case. So if you want to know more about her, by all means, that information is down there. But we'll just keep moving. You want to hit the next one? Yep. Commissioner of Agriculture, Susan Hayes. Susan. Susan. A lot. You know what? One thing I noticed, her, her, there's a lot of women on the ballot this year for the Democrats, which I think is great. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of women of color, too, especially at the lower up. offices. The stuff I was kind of researching. So, uh, she doesn't have like bullet points, but she does have an issues page that, that requires, you know, a couple yeah. paragraphs of reading, which I'm all about. Everybody should, should, should read if you can, if you're able to, um, I'm trying to break it down into something. Let's see. She talks about corruption and cancerous corruption and destructive corruption, uh, and how the people of Texas need, can clean up the state. Uh, which is true. Those that's all true. There's a ton of corruption. Yeah. And, and the people of Texas can't do that. We were talking earlier, we were talking about earlier about like how some of the people on your list didn't really have issues. They were basically selling themselves. Yeah. I think you said on your list I noticed are in like I I kinda I kinda got, you know, spoiled because I got all the sexy positions like Texas Attorney General and Governor and, you know, members of Congress, and you got like Justice no. of the Peace no, for Precinct 347. Or peace, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which which are like super important positions. It's just that no one knows what the <laughs> they do. Yeah. So like Susan Haynes can't run on what she wants to do with the Department of Agriculture because it's so niched and nuanced. No one's going to know what the <laughs> f- she's talking about. So she has to like sell herself and her philosophy. Yep. You know? Yeah, but that makes sense. And I guess I said I wasn't going to say them, but just just for, since we're listening and we're all kind of commissioner of agriculture, like I guess you're over land. Uh, yeah, you're over production of agriculture. Consumer protection is under that. Uh, economic development and, and quote, healthy living uh, all falls under that office. So she's talking about her take on those things. Um, so and, and consumer protection is important. That's something that we don't really have a lot of. We tend to protect the businesses in this state. So getting someone in that position would be nice. That's going to do something. Yeah. Well, we got, and then we, got, we have the railroad commissioner, yeah. which is, which is Luke Warford, who that's actually a really important position. Like 
Yeah. Um, remember, I did a, a little research. It's, it's, it's misleading. And I remember. It's what? It's the, the, the title is misleading. The railroad yeah, commissioner yeah. is really over natural gas and oil over in the state because all that stuff's transported on the railroads. Uh, the pipelines. Yeah, like they're. Yeah, all that falls under there. They're ridiculously powerful. Like they have way more power than that position should have. And if I remember correctly, you know, maybe it was like four years ago, there was a vote in the session to change the name of the railroad commissioner to properly reflect the role of the office. Uh, and the Republicans voted it yeah. down. So they kept the name confusing and obscure. It, so we just think, Oh, this person's just over the train. Keep people confused. Yeah, exactly. But no, this person's pretty much over the entire nat natural gas industry and infrastructure and oil industry and infrastructure in the state. And there's a ton of that. And we're a giant state. So this is a, yeah, like you said, Thomas, like a very powerful position. So this is, yeah, this is a big one. Uh, the, I don't even know who the current commissioner is. Um, but, but I know they suck. Um, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. So vote for Luke. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't research yet. He's, he's a dude. Oh, you know who I think it is? Uh, I'm just going off the top of my head. I think it's George P. Bush. I think that's, man, I pulled, I pulled this up, but I've got 50 million Durant tabs open. Bush. See, okay, here it is. I found it. Uh, it's it's the Honorable Wayne Christian. I don't know who that is. George P. Bush was the legitimate yeah, I think the land office. He just got taken out in the in the Republican primaries because I think mm -hmm. he ran for that, and then I think he ran for AG and got beaten by mm -hmm. Paxton somehow, which tells you where the Republican Party's at. Yeah, they definitely got their own issues. So Luke Warford. Check check out his website. Please vote for Luke Warford. Put that name in your head. So that that's the name. Uh, I'm excited about the next one. Actually, the Jay Clayberg, the the land commissioner. Um, this is again like another progressive that we saw in the primaries that actually made it through the primaries. Uh, he's an actual environmentalist who would be in charge of the land, <laughs> in the general land office in Texas. Uh, which serves school children, veterans, and the environment of Texas. And it does so by, quote, preserving our history, maximizing state revenue through innovative admission, uh, administration and through prudent stewardship of state lands and natural resources. So it's like, you know, if you're wanting to privatize and sell off parts of the state of Texas, as we are sometimes wont to do, uh, you know, we, we, then you... <laughs> We don't, we don't want to do that, right? That, that's the last thing we want to do. We want to preserve and save these lands so we have them for our, our future generations, right? Uh, and so that's what the that's what someone like Jay would be doing. He'd also be worried about climate change, you know, and like actually care and acknowledge mm -hmm. that it's real and maybe that we should do some things about it. Um, and here's another thing, you know, if you look at issues, um, one of the things he's wanted to contribute is the permanent school fund. It says each year the general land office is able to contribute up to six hundred million to the permanent school fund, which goes back to the whole like a lot of these positions are misleading because there are things that they do that you wouldn't think they could do. Like if I'm looking at the land commissioner, I'm not thinking about education. Yep, but you that's know something that he's over. Yep. And yet, the, yeah. They're the biggest contributors, 
And yeah. But he's a really big environmentalist, which is a good thing. Um, so a battle in Texas. That's almost a bad word here. Yeah. He's got a bunch, same thing, like little, a bunch of issues listed with, with drop down menus. Um, Coastal resiliency, energy production on public lands, veterans land board, natural disaster relief, CO2 emissions. And like what you were saying, Thomas, like I started kind of reading that section. Essentially, I think we I think we mentioned this in the primaries. Um, that fund is there to send state money to the schools and the school districts. So it reduces the burden of taxes on the citizens. And that fund has been getting bigger and bigger, but has not been dispersing any money or hardly any money to the schools and like should be, uh, because that way you and I don't have to pay for it and we don't have to raise our property taxes or whatever to cover the cover the cost. Uh, and so that's again, that's just an example of like yeah, the state but what of about ExxonMobil? Yeah. <laughs> How are they gonna afford their yachts? You're not thinking about them. That's just like what uh, about corporate so for people too, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know. We could go on and on about all these issues. Obviously, Jay Jay would do would actually of the candidates that we're talking about on this list. Here's somebody who's actually identifying problems, saying what they're going to do about them. Uh, so if we could get him into office, that would be fantastic. So vote for Jay Kleberg. And then what we got? One more kind of in, as this like executive office position. The uh, is a uh, comptroller. Yep, and this candidate's name is Janet Dudding. Um, I'm just gonna read the description of office because, like, a lot of these people get you know confused. Um, as the state's cashier, the comptroller's office receives, disperses, counts, safeguards, records, allocates, manages, and reports on the state's cash. In addition, the Texas Com- comptroller chairs the state's treasury. Uh, safekeeping trust, which invests, manages, and oversees more than fifty billion dollars in assets. So this is the money person. I imagine. I yeah. remember in seventh grade, my Texas history teacher, who I was unaware of at the time, but in retrospect, was like a hardcore Republican, um, saying that the Texas comptroller was actually the most powerful position in the state of Texas. I think I, I, now that I'm saying this, I feel like I've said this before. Um, so I, I, it makes, I mean, I guess, you know, he who holds the purse, he or she who holds the purse, you know, holds the, holds the power. So this is, this, this is another, another one of those important ones. So what's, yep. J, what's Janet, let's look at Janet's issues real quick. As the state still account, counted, the comptroller has the bully pulpit and how our taxes are handled. She wants to legalize it and decriminalize adult use for cannabis. Yes. She wants to reduce methane emissions on state-owned land. Yes. She wants broadband and the internet to be considered a utility, yes. which is actually a pretty good point. And she wants to help bring broadband and its revenue streams to rural Texas. Yes. Uh, she wants to help Texas, Texas save dollars by expanding comprehensive mental and physical health care. Uh, let's see. Under property tax appraisals, uh, Let's see, this is under the guise of property tax assistance, the comptroller audits appraisal district values. Many times when the comptroller comes up with a higher value, the appraisal district complies by raising its value. Higher appraisal 
yeah. values equals higher taxes. Yeah. Oh, man, she's got one that says public school teachers. Um, public schools provide every trial equal opportunity. High-quality teachers are the back- backbone of an excellent education, and we need to recruit and retain the best and the brightest. With COVID-19, our tech teachers taught virtually over the internet are choking the exit. So the, the la- kind of at the bottom, it says uh, teachers deserve an equitable compensation package, including retirement options. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, she's wanting. Yeah, to take it care sounds of like teachers. she's just she's just wanting to fund public schools, you know, teachers again and get them yeah. to have like jobs that don't pay poverty wages. So please get Janet Dudding in there. Uh, she would be yeah. a vast improvement over the darn it. I pulled up the web page, but it doesn't have Comptroller on it. Ah, there it is. Glenn Hagar, of course, as I know that name. Good old Glenn. Good old Glenn's been there for a hot minute. Why don't we get rid of Glenn Hagar? Um, he sounds like a vampire or a demon. Like I was playing <laughs> D and That's what I would name my 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 chaotic evil tiefling is Glenn Hagar. Glenn Hagar. So we got who's uh, Jordan Jungus Jordan is a vampire. Glenn Hagar is a vamp a vampire. Um. So we got some state offices, Texas State Senate, Texas State House. Um, these are the people that go into Austin and vote every other year in the spring from like February to May. Uh, their districts are provided below if you want to figure out if these people are in your district. We got three senators mm-hmm. and we got like eight or nine house people. Um, I guess you want to start us off with, with Gwen. Berude? Yes. She is District 9, so popping up the of the year. Um, yeah, mine's taking sorry forever. Sorry, let's go. Same. I think the Senate website is, is not working. I was going to try and pull up the map, but yeah. Dude, what the fuck is up with this map, man? Because it's like, it's not shaded. Well, at least yours came up. My computer said it thinks I'm a robot. And it's not letting me do it. Probably my VPN or something. That's rude. So yeah, yeah. Gwen. Moving on. Gwen. Oh, okay, there we go. Uh, there. Okay. Let me pull up this one. There. We, no, her website it does not like my VPN, so I actually can't pull her website up. But yeah, Gwen is running for Senate District Nine, which is is in Tarrant County or crosses over Tarrant County at some point. I can't pull the map up either. I hope that's not a bad link thing. I think it's a my computer thing. Very well either. So it's it's like it's it's almost like it's intentionally vague. Like it's one of the worst math jobs I've ever really? seen. Really? That's anyways. Um yeah. So oh I like this one. I have to bet I like her. A stronger economy workers price what she's running for. Nice. Um as a candidate endorsed by the Texas AFL-CIO, I believe in promoting the development of an economy with the benefits felt by all. Nice. AFL-CIO. Hell yeah. Yo. So she's a union. She wants to raise the minimum wage. Um, she wants fair taxes for working families and small businesses. She wants to treat your taxpayer dollars respect. She wants property tax relief for working families and retirees. She wants vocational training that Texas workers can acquire the skills that employ- employers are seeking in the 21st century and move up the economic ladder. 
She wants to invest in our in- infrastructure for a growing population. She wants to invest in reliable pop plug transfer, affordable, higher education. Already, she's a better candidate than most of the people we've heard from today. Yeah, she sounds like a baller. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, Please vote for Gwen. I would, uh, We've got Royce West on here because they but because they showed up on a list that I was doing. But I'm looking at the district map and I'm like, I don't know if he's in Tarrant County. It looks like it's just all Dallas. Um, maybe there's a tiny. I think he is. I remember during the protest, one showed up. One of his supporters showed up and tried trying to support me. That you know, had to be at least some people in there. He over okay. So he's been Royce West has been in there forever too. He's like super establishment Democrat, like been there, been in this same seat for I want to say like twenty years or something. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, exactly, I don't know exactly how long, but for a long time. But yeah. again, it yeah. looks like he's mostly like Southern Dallas, so like Cockrell Hill, Duncanville, yeah, DeSoto, Lancaster, all that nice stuff. But that's better than losing one of the few seats that we have in the Senate in in, this, in Texas. We don't have a lot of the Democrats don't have a lot of Senate seats. I'm forgetting the size of the Senate. It's not very big. It's like thirty, or is, is no? Is that the House? Our our houses aren't very big, and so like there aren't that many seats. Um, and so like you know, even though Royce is kind of like yeah, like he he's not a candidate that I'm excited about particularly. Like he's still, but we don't want to lose that seat. Um, so you gotta gotta yeah. vote for him. Uh, and then Francine Lee for Senate District 12, which is North Fort Worth, kind of Northwest Fort Worth, Grapevine, or I guess Northwest Tarrant County, really. It's kind of like the West Side, Saginaw, uh, Westover Hills, White Settlement area, um, kind of up to Lake Worth. Southern Denton. Then all the way up through Denton, like the whole southern half of Denton County, yeah, Yeah, Flower Mound, Louisville, Grapevine, kind of that over over stretching all the way over there. Um, so she, Miss Lee, pledged to support our democracy. There we go, straight like straight up was kind of like we were saying. (laughs) At least she's going to uphold democracy. Uh, for equality, freedom, a healthy Texas, a smart government. So what do you think, like, what's your take on endorsements? Like, do you think they're worth anything anymore? Uh, they can be depending on who it is. So like, if I'm a progressive and I have like a Bernie Sanders or AOC endorsement, you know, an endorsement from someone people know that could probably help a little bit. Yeah. But in other places, it could probably hurt. So like in rural areas, uh, like, okay, we should be able to run a super progressive and still win. Um, you know, people are stupid. And a lot of them are scared because they they bite into everything that conservatives tell them. So you've got to kind of like present yourself in a way that's more palatable. So, you know, I might not necessarily want the Bernie Sanders endorsement because a progressive is probably going to vote for me anyways. Yeah. And I would be leaning (laughs) more towards... um, like endorsements from local businesses and entities 
yeah. then I would towards that, like more nationally renowned names if I'm trying to get more crossover appeal. That makes sense. If I'm in a yeah, if I'm in a place where it's already super progressive and people are already behind it, then yeah, I, I want Bernie Sanders endorsements because it helps me stick out from the crowd. But so I so I like as you were saying you that strategic. I clicked on her endorsement tab because some of these candidates have endorsement tabs, some of them don't. Uh, and I, to be honest, like haven't looked at hardly any of them because, like, f- personally, I'm normally like I don't care. Um, even though it is a good indicator, like, oh, okay, if, if, like you said, if like as a big Bernie supporter, if Bernie's back on, that's going to make it or break it for me for sure. Like, oh, okay, done. Like, I don't even need to know anything about them. Like if that person supports them, like, okay, cool. But I think like, that's not a good way to really do politics. Like you really should do your own research. Kind of that's why we're doing this podcast currently right now. Like it's, we want you guys to kind of learn about these people, have access to go figure out on your own. However, like I say all that to say, I pull up her endorsements and she's got a friggin' ton of them. And a lot of them are, are like, yeah. you know, local politicians. But man, down at the bottom, I was like, oh, damn, Texas AFL-CIO. So there we go. There's that. Progressive Turnout Project, Texas Coalition of Black Democrats, uh, Mothers Against Greg Abbott. So, you know, and a bunch of other ones. And so I'm like, okay, well, like, I like those groups. And they're recognizing her. Not every person. I, don't, I doubt those <laughs> I'm curious. I don't know. Let's pull up Royce West. And if I'm running her if website, I'm going to have like some of these other positions, like some of these endorsements at the top. Like I have like Mark VC and Eddie Bernice Johnson, Clay Jenkins, the names people recognize. Yeah. Next to like Texas AFL CIO and Mothers Against Greg Abbott. Like, yeah, the, all of those that you just listed were at the bottom. And so that, that is interesting that that's like, I don't know. I wonder. I wonder if that was considered or not, or who made their website thought about that or not. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a good point. They probably just had a random list and just went down the thing, which yeah. I understand. I feel like you gotta think about this. So Francine Lee, please vote for her. She seems cool. Um. I think that's who's gonna be my senate senator now. I'm gonna try and vote for her. Uh. Sorry, I'm just writing something down real quick. Uh. Okay. So now we got Texas State House. We got Ramon Romero Jr., Salman Bojani, Casey Chowdhury, Dennis Sherrard, Nicole Collier, M- Lauren McLaurin, Shannon Elkins, Mimi Coffey, and Chris Turner. Um, so these are these are the state house seats, and there's this is how many there are. It's just ten, I believe, in Tarrant County. So this is a lot of the what we've got in the state house down in Austin, like are here in Tarrant County. So these districts, this is kind of like supposed yeah. to be my sort of the, what I started doing for the Democratic Party, uh, which, again, by the way, like full disclosure, I started volunteering for the Tarrant County Democratic Party. Um, but this podcast is in no way, shape or form representing like the opinions of any of those people like this is these are just me and Thomas's opinions. Um, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, 100 percent. But I just want to uh, put that out there. But this is kind of like the area that I'm supposed to be like knowing more about being more active in and organizing people at this level, at this district level. Um, and so mine would be Mimi Coffee. So I can tell you, I'm just going to start there. I know we're kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but I'm just going to go ahead and start there with her. And she's a, a local attorney in the area. Uh, and she's she seems like a pretty cool lady. Uh, her social media, like she didn't like change her social media to like fit like or like make a new one like for her political personality. Like her Twitter's just up there if you just want to go check her Twitter out. Um, so please vote for Mimi. 
Um, it would be great. She, uh, uh, Charles Guerin is the guy who currently is in that seat and he's a pretty, pretty staunch, right, far right wing sort of dude. So if we could, if we could flip HD 99, which is 99 is kind of the same sort of section that Francine Lee is like the whole Western part of the County. Um, so yeah, there's that. Then we got, I'm, I'm sorry, Thomas, I'm going to just keep on rolling with, for, with the next one. So in a house district 90 yep. is Ramon Romero jr. And that was the guy that I, he was my rep for five years before we moved over here on the West side. Um, and Ramon is cool. Very nice guy. I actually met with him one time when I was volunteering for Wolfpack to kind of try and advocate for that, uh, issue based organization about getting money out of politics. And he was very nice. He was saying like more young people like you should be more involved in politics. Um, but like in regards to like his voting record and like where, what he's kind of about, he's again, kind of like just establishment Republican. Like he is a, he is a well-established business owner. I believe he has a construction company here in Fort Worth and that's where he gets his money. He's like gotten things done. I believe he used to be on city council like years ago. Uh, and, and so he's like done things at the city and county level and now has been at the state level for a while. Cool, cool dude. I wouldn't call him a progressive. I'd call him more of like a corporate Democrat, but very cool dude. Uh, definitely, you know, vote for Ramon again. Uh, for sure. He does one thing that he d is outspoken and about is like Latino issues, which is cool. Um, that, so that is something I've seen him, you know, whenever stuff like immigration or stuff like that comes up, like he is very vocal on social media about putting, like, he's one of those politicians that'll just start, you know, spouting stuff on social media. Like he's not scared to do that. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, Salman Bojani for 92. I remember we talked about him in the primaries and he was a progressive if I remember correctly, yeah. as well. Yeah. And it looks like his district is 92. That's, looks like Euless, Bedford, and part of North Arlington. And Hearst. H-E-B, and then like Arlington west yeah, of, yeah. what is that, 360? Yep. So, or I guess, yeah, kind of just right around that area. Interesting. So it's like a small area. I, mean, I imagine there's a lot of people in this area, which is why it's a small district. But yeah, that that's Mr. Bojani's district. Um, kind of to beat what I'm learning about having meetings with with the, the these district coordinators, District 92 is kind of a conservative district. Uh, and so like, the, you know, it's, I've never really thought about that too much, but like suburbs... And especially the more affluent suburbs, of course, like near the airport and stuff like here in that kind of, you know, northeast part of Fort Worth, Tarrant County. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, like they, they kind of tend to lean conservative. I and mean, that's also like South Lakes where we're having all these problems with the school districts and stuff, right? Um, yeah. What's the other school? Is it Euless? This, what's the other one that's up there that was like having the book banning issues? I can't remember. Oh, God. It was, it was, it was South Lake. I want to say Carrollton was on there. I want to say Farmer's Branch was involved. All these, the problem is all the, all the ones we're talking about could easily be, like yeah. they've all been targeted by these same, same book burning groups. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it's very true. But Mr. Bojani seemed pretty, pretty cool. I remember when we talked about him last year. So he's, he's been there. Uh, no, this is not the same dude who was there. Let's see. Issues on his page it says defend democracy, strong public schools, economic growth and jobs, a healthier Texas, uh, public safety and security, state and local control. 
addressing climate crisis, equality and civil rights, protecting our children and abortion access. Uh, again, all of them are drop downs. And so if you want to go there, you could you can read the details on that. But that's thankfully another example yeah. of someone saying, hey, here are the problems you're wrong what to do about them. So please vote for him. Casey Chowdery. I just like that name. That's just like a fun name. I don't. I'm sorry. That um, is a fun name. Yeah. HD 93. This one, too, is like a rather conservative district in the north side of Tarrant County. It's essentially splitting. Like it's it's it, it stretches from it's a weird gerrymandered district. If you pull up the map, it's like the north part of Fort Worth, like kind of along the 35 corridor all the way up to like Hazlitt, but not really including much of Hazlitt, just a little bit of it. And then like kind of yeah. coming all the way down to 820. And then when you cross 820, it slivers up into this little bitty snake that kind of cuts through a little bit of Haltom City and then goes out east and like grabs a little bit of Northern Arlington. Uh, yeah, this, this district is gerrymandered to hell, bro. It's uh, very strange. It's a very weird looking uh very weird district but it's all kind of north of 30 uh and so like that i don't know that kind of like again how we were talking about like i don't know if you know about haltom city but haltom city is pretty conservative uh those kind of sections over there tend to like yeah. wataga and again northwestern hills beverage heb all that sort of stuff this is just kind of like circumvent like around that a little bit so that's uh yeah chowder. it's like it's all it's, it's these sagging on it's just like absolutely not I just do 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 I couldn't pull up their campaign website. Oh, there we go. I got it. Never mind. Serving the community, united by a common goal, get involved. I think I already saw this exact same platform on somebody else's webpage today. <laughs> Finishing out the list at the bottom of the list for the local offices. I think this is something that someone just slapped up there. Um, that's, a, that's not really a platform. Yeah, Wait. it's literally two things. Then it's like, you want to contribute $20? Yeah. So, but you what are your issues? My issues are give me money. Yeah. And again, this is like, I don't want to, I don't want to bash this guy and then be like, go vote for him. But that's pretty much like, I want to, I want to be honest about like the, you know, the quality of the candidates, right? Like, and it's, we got to call it like we see it. Yeah. And like, you, we, we, we really need to be demanding more from our candidates. And like, you got to do better than this. Like, this, this, I'm sorry. Yeah. And maybe I get it because maybe 93 is a very hard district to win uh maybe he doesn't have a lot of i imagine i guess let's look over at the campaign disclosures real quick just to see financially wise like where he's at i'm sure it's not a lot um oh he's got yeah. more than he's got 12 grand in total donations but he's only got a hundred dollars cash on hand it looks like he spent most of it um that's not that much money if you're talking you know it, it, it i mean it's not nothing but yeah, I, 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 we don't have the time to go in this, but I, I imagine his competitor, his challenger, uh, has a lot more. To to sh here's what I love. He's he's his own top donor. That's yeah. That's always a pretty bad sign. <laughs> if you don't have a lot of support, like if you're just supporting stuff. I mean, obviously, like I would I would want to donate to myself too if I was running a campaign, but you don't want to be the the top one that's kind of a bad look all right okay we'll, we'll pick on mr chowdhury like 202 dollars but yeah so please oh no these are expensive this is what he's paid uh, so okay yeah. 
I guess we'll keep going. Uh, Dennis Sherrard yeah. in 94. Tarrant County House District 94 is pretty much just like 20, kind of bisects it down the middle, and it's like south of 20, Forest Hill area. Uh, yeah. All, all the way down to Mansfield, and then like north of 20, up to 30, like in Arlington. And like kind of getting yeah. all of Dalworthington Gardens and Contigo. So it's just that that whole section right there. If you're in that section, please vote for Dennis Sherrard. Oh, next. Yeah, we'll just keep. Yeah, if you want to, because we'll, we'll, we're getting close on time here. Just if you want to know more about their 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 platforms, that stuff's there. Nicole Collier is for House District 95, HD 95. Uh, essentially, gets downtown Fort Worth and then kind of does a weird horseshoe shape. <laughs> Going south, capturing Forest Hill, and then all the way up. Yeah. So I guess Forest Hill wasn't in that last one. It's in this one. Uh, kind of, this is against the the, the previous district group, uh, 94, up to up to 30. It's a weird, weird one. Gets a little bit of Edgecliff Village, a little bit of southwest Fort Worth, south side. So, yep. yeah, get go, vote for Nicole there. Uh, Lauren McLaurin, that's fun. Uh, Lauren McLaurin's running in House District 97. If you are on the west side of Fort Worth, kind of south of 30, all the way down to all of Benbrook, all the way down to like yeah. near Crowley hitting 1187 and stuff. And then like kind of sneaking up into just a little bit. What street is that? 8th Avenue? Yeah. Weird. So TCU. Weird. It's little, like TCU. A little bit of gerrymandering, <laughs> but not as bad as earlier. Yeah. That's so interesting. So TCU is like the only urban area, and then it just shoots out to Benbrook and like the edge of the county. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So in there, vote for Lauren. Check out Lauren McLaurin. I'm I hope they've got some fun puns or some rhymes or something in their in their thing. Shannon Elkins is is District 98, um, which is the north side of Tarrant County. Keller, Colleyville, Grapevine. That's the one that's like really conservative. I remember the coordinator from there just telling stories yeah. of like not even yeah. being able to hold meetings because all the churches up there are so far right wing and like libraries are being like threatened and attacked. So like they, they can't find places to have meetings up there. It's like, damn. Uh, so if you could flip 98 over there in the north side, Shannon Elkins would be a good candidate to, to replace whoever's crazy is running that place. Uh, I already told y'all about Mimi Coffee. That's House District 99. That's the, pretty much the biggest and most rural district in the county. Kind of like uh, Westworth Village all the way out to like Azel, pretty much, or whatever. Like, and, and shooting out towards Weatherford to the end of the county. Uh, and then Chris Turner, House District 101. Um, that is located, oh, interesting. Like, this the far eastern part of the county, kind of splitting... Yeah, the Arlington and Grand Prairie. Like, yeah. yeah, I think he was my rep, actually. Okay, Chris Turner. So reelect Chris yeah. Turner. Yeah. So then we've did got. Wanna, sorry, go ahead. Did you want to stop and start getting into the district just because we are at the halfway? Yeah, I believe we're at the halfway point, and we still have a lot to do. Yeah. So let's just let's just kind of just hit the offices. Um. Yeah, so district judge, okay. these are state judges. 
Um, I'm not going to read the whole description, but essentially it's judges for the state of Texas. We've got four districts up there, family, uh, JD 141. These districts are huge. We do provide the map down there if you want to look at them. Um, but four of them, four of the districts kind of, of fall in Tarrant County. We got Stephanie Klein, Frank Adler, Sam Williams, and Crystal Gaden. Uh, Crystal. Crystal seemed pretty cool. She actually had a platform and she framed it as my why, which I liked. And she kind of explained it in detail. So yeah. I provided the link. Some of these judges, man, like these are the ones that they were just like, here's my qualifications. Vote for me. Uh, uh, and if they didn't have a platform, I just put none. Uh, a couple of them have like crappy platitudes, but it was better than a lot of the ones that didn't have anything. So I put them up. So Frank Adler is for justice, honor, and security. Um, and uh, Stephanie Klein also had actually an extensive platform for her. That's for district judges, those four district judges, which essentially um, the way it describes district judges is like each kind of district decides what they get to cover based on the need of the district. So if you're in a rural district, the district judge might do X, Y, or Z because we're an urban district and we have certain things that are covered by other judges. Uh, our district judges are criminal judges for state crimes, for Texas crimes, uh, which is weird. So that's what these people would be going over. They'd be going over state criminal stuff. Uh, then we have the state Supreme Court, which is the Supreme Court of Texas, which I actually didn't even know until I was reading that this is this, uh, the state Supreme Court of Texas is a civil court. It's not a criminal court. And the criminal version of it is called something completely different. It's called the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals. Um, so it has appeals in the name, but it's like the, the last, it's the highest court for criminal court, which I didn't know. Weird. Uh, so we've got three people there for the state Supreme Court. Two of them had no platform. Amanda Rachik and Julia Maldonado. Their websites were cool, actually. Like, and Amanda, I swear, like, she looked like someone I went to high school with. I was like, this look, I didn't. She's not from any, you know, there's no way. But like, these are, all of these are young women, uh, you know, in their, in their 30s. Uh, you know, some are white, some are people of color. But like, it, it, it was just kind of cool to see a bunch of women kind of running for, younger women running for these judge positions who are often like really old white dudes, right? Um, yeah. Aaron Noel was running for place three, uh, and she, her platform, again, not great, but better than nothing, was experienced, fair, and independent. Um, so, and like, I don't know, it, it, you know, like I said, I guess it was, it was heartening to see young women running for these offices. I just wish they would have put more about what they want to do with the office, like what their issues are. I just didn't see that on a lot of these positions. Uh, moving on, we've got the Justice of the Court of Appeals, which uh, is, you know, the appellate court for the state. So like the ones that handle the cases that then send it up to the Supreme court, or I guess the court of criminal appeals. Um, we've got Delonia Watson for this one. Uh, she, I believe, I, I believe we covered her in the primary. I recognize this name. Uh, didn't really have much of a platform you can check out. And also like we have the, the campaign disclosures provided for you guys here. So you can check and see where the money's at. A lot of these people, uh, didn't have stats. Uh, some of th these judges do, but as we get further down the list of like the county stuff, these people don't really have a lot of, rep they're not there. Um, they're just not big enough to, to kind of, I guess, get the data on that. Uh, Delonia Watson is district three vote for her. Then we've got judge of criminal court of appeals, criminal appeals court, forgive me. Um, and again, we got the little districts for this. Uh, we've got, uh, Dana Huffman and Robert Johnson, 
Uh, Dana, her platform says experience, fairness, and perspective, which again, kind of, okay. Uh, and Robert Johnson had a quote, which I like, said justice and fairness for all. And I think that is, that's a kind of concise way to say what you're about. Uh, he's been there for a while. So he's like running for reelection state board of education. So this is stuff. This is what decides what the state of Texas's curriculum is. These are the people who decide what is and isn't going to be in the star test. When people are mad about CRT, they go down to Austin and yell at these people. Um, I believe, I think there's 13 spots. And so we've got two people that are up here that Tarrant County has a representation of. We have Aisha Davis for place 13. She's been there for a while. Um, her website link was broken, but I have links from when, from the primaries of like Dallas morning news and Texas Tribune articles about her. So I put that there instead. Um, her platform from back in the primaries was listed as opposing charter schools and being pro diversity in curriculum. So she's already been there. Let's keep her there. That's better than getting conservative, uh, for place 11. This is some guy I was actually really excited about is Luis Fuentes. Um, and he is a young Latino man who was a teacher in middle school, which is man, like if you're a middle school teacher, like respect, like that's, that's just, that's a whole other level. And he was all about his platform was accurate social studies curriculum concerns regarding students of color and pandemic effects on their education, uh, skills and trades alignment and more support for teachers. So go check out his, please, please donate to him. If we could get him in there on the school board, I think that would be another step forward, another improvement. Um, anything you want to say about the judges or the board of education, Thomas? I'm sorry. I know I just, I kind of flew through that. Uh, no, I think you covered it all, man. Like, like I said, these positions are super important positions, but not a lot of people know what they do. And it's, it's not necessary to educate the public on edu everything. Just because there's not enough time in a campaign. But I think they're doing a good job of selling themselves. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Uh, and a lot of these, I remember during the primary, some, there were some people that just didn't have any information out there, didn't have any websites. Like, all of these people at yeah. least have something. Uh, and most of them actually look pretty good. Like, they either spent some money or some time, like, making them. Um but I just, you know, I guess my biggest complaint is just, uh, just give me more information about what you, what you're going to do. Uh, the last chunk of the podcast, the last chunk of offices are all local offices. And really like, we probably should have started with these. These are the most important ones. Um, everyone gets worked mm -hmm. up about DC. Everyone gets worked up about the governor and stuff. And like the, you know, what happens in DC just doesn't really impact us that much. And it doesn't happen that there's not that much that's happening up there. Like it happens every now and again, and it's a very slow process. And it's diluted at the national level. The stuff that the governor does is more important, but again, diluted through the state level. The people here in Tarrant County, the, the county commissioner's court and the decisions that they make, like they impact us on a daily basis. And so these, these local elections like really are like the meat and potatoes of like changing life politically and making like your material conditions here and where you live like better or worse. Um, so I just want to emphasize like how important these are. I am going to try and go through them pretty quick though. Cause I got to wrap it up pretty soon. Um, yeah, we've got the district attorney, uh, who I can't remember the name of the current district attorney. She's pretty hardcore. And she, when the abortion thing came out, she was like, I'm definitely prosecuting any abortion things. Like we're, we're Tarrant County is not going to allow that. So she's a strong conservative. If we could get rid of her. Uh, with Tiffany, that would be fantastic. But Tiffany is, is one of the people that we were actually kind of excited about during the primaries. 
She is pretty progressive. I don't think she was like the most, but she still is pretty progressive. Uh, check out her platform. The district attorney is over the entire county, so there's no like precincts and stuff. Um, Deborah Peoples, recognize that name? Deborah Peoples is running for the Tarrant County Whoa. Judge. Yeah, I know. Right? Here, here, here we go again. Uh, so I, I we've said this multiple times, but if maybe this is your first time joining us, um, this this office, the, the Tarrant County Judge, is like essentially the mayor of Tarrant County. The name is deceiving. And it's more powerful than the mayor of Fort Worth because that's just over Fort Worth, right? Fort Worth has less, yep. almost a million people, not quite a million people. Tarrant County has like two and a half million people. So this is the this is the bigger, more powerful position. You're essentially enacting like state laws at the county level. Uh, and so w w the guy who's been running, I can't, again, I, I wish I had the, the, the opponent's information in front of me. Forgive me, I don't. Um, but this has been a conservative county court, commissioner's court for a while. Um, if we could get mm -hmm. a, you know, uh, if y'all remember and listened last year and during the primaries and stuff like I'm not personally a fan of Deborah Peoples I don't think she's great uh, for a lot of different reasons which I'm not going to get into now because I want you to vote for her because <laughs> because yeah. she because she's way better than what we have like again like we're at that point where it, it kind of doesn't even matter the other guy is not her opponent is nothing to be uh, taken lightly like this is the guy that beat Betsy Price Oh, that's right. Tim O'Hare. So that's right. The dude who was is, is retired. Yeah. So that's right. Yeah. Betsy Price was going to be her challenger, but she didn't win. We got Tim O'Hare, who's bonkers crazy and who has a lot of money backing him. Uh, this could be really bad. Um, and the odds are not in our favor. So like, please, please, please vote for this like obviously if you're listening i'm expecting you to you're probably gonna go vote but like for don't you know some people don't get to the bottom and they're like i don't know what this is and they don't vote or whatever like please 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 for tarrant county judge like please vote for Dever peoples because uh, we might see a, a a change here in tarrant county where things get a little worse and a little darker uh and I, i'm trying to remember how long these i think it's a four-year term for these commissioners is that, is that correct do you remember yeah okay i'm pretty sure uh, dude, her donation information is all over the place, man. For Deborah, like, yeah, I believe it. Transparency, well, Transparency USA, like it's weird. They have nothing on her. Yeah, I like, saw. They yeah, have one dollar for cash on hand. But if you look at her financial activity, it's like it's got up to. Yeah, that's right. I'm glad you brought that they're up. They're looking at her stuff for her. This is weird. Yeah. I don't know if the I website's glitching or what. On yeah. On the link. And you know, if you go to this, maybe they'll fix it by the time the listener goes to this. Maybe not. But for her link, for her funding, is like it's just a bunch of question marks because, yeah, it, it, it just shows that she doesn't have anything or her money. She's got $1 or something. But that's yeah. not true and not accurate. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Um, and so we have her running for like the head, like that's the mayor position as like, as an analogy, that's that, that's like the head, the executive role on the commissioner's court. Then we have two commissioners seats. By the way, the court is only five people. It's a small council. It's a small commissioner's court. Yeah. And again, that, that term is confusing. It's not a judge court. It's not a law court where you're like ruling law. It's like the city council, but for the county. So these two yeah. <laughs> commissioners are, are sitting on there. We've got Alyssa Simmons, who uh, was another progressive that we were excited about. She won her primary. 
Her, pro- her platform is access to healthcare, economic parity, affordable housing, improving public safety, equitable criminal justice system, expanded transportation, unfettered access to voting. Uh, please, please, please vote for Alyssa Simmons if you were in Precinct 2. Let me pull up the Precinct Matt real quick. Precinct, we've only got two precincts up this year. Precinct 2 uh, is, oh, it's wow, that's a giant PDF that's taking forever to load. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When's the load? Precinct two is the southeastern part of the county. Um, yeah, so I'll just leave it at that. Southeast quadrant. It's it's obviously not divided up into perfect quadrants, but that's essentially kind of that where that is. And then we have Cedric Canienda, uh, who, when we did the primaries, he had no informations, but he was running unopposed, so I guess that's understandable. Now he's actually got some stuff, and he seems like a seems like a badass. Like his picture seems really cool. I'm like, oh, this dude seems cool. His platform didn't have much, but he had something: better healthcare, public infrastructure, housing. Uh, and so, you know, vote for him. He's for precinct four. If you are in precinct four, that is essentially the northwestern quadrant, and it kind of gets a lot of what looks like downtown and like even a little bit of like Hemphill Southside area. Uh, yeah, so Cedric Kayenda, like vote for that dude. That would be sweet if we could get to, you know, have a three-person Democrat uh, commissioner's court. That would be awesome. Um, moving right along, we have the district clerk, which they just do clerical, like it's literal clerical stuff for the district. It's not that powerful of a position. We got Ruby Faye Woolridge, uh, who had no platform whatsoever and just seems like, you know, a, a nice old lady. Uh, we've got the county clerk, which is the record keeping, issuing permits and overseeing elections. Lindsay Fagan is running for this. Uh, she seemed pretty cool. Her platform was voting rights, marriage equality, and more. She says uh, they are under attack nationwide. Nationwide, Please help me protect our sacred rights as your Tarrant County clerk. Uh, so having some sort of bureaucratic power, again, is important. We've talked about how the system can be used as a weapon. So getting someone in there at the county clerk level who's sympathetic to these causes is beneficial. Um, Tarrant. Oh, so we got, now we got two more offices almost done judge on Tarrant County courts and the justice of the peace, the judge on Tarrant County courts, uh, essentially, uh, have original jurisdiction over all criminal cases involving class A and class B misdemeanors. Um, so it's kind of like minor, uh, you know, criminal behavior, not felony stuff. We've got Lisa Pamplin, Ebony Turner, Mark Clayton, and Alicia Darden. Again, mostly women. No, all women. Mark, I thought, was a dude. It's spelled with a Q-M-A-R-Q, and Mark is also a woman. Uh, and I think, believe, from, they're all women of color. Uh, and they all seemed cool. Like, their websites were cool. They, these four of, the, of this office, three of the four of them actually had platforms listed toward the point where I just, rather than putting the whole thing there, I gave you a link to go look at it because there was so much, which is great. Uh, Ebony Turner had effective judgments, efficient justice. I don't actually know what that means, but it was better than not having a platform. Uh, and then Alicia Darden didn't have anything, but again, all four of these uh, seemed great. And if we could get more women, you know, serving on court, serving as judges, the better. Um, just for more representation sake, again, you know, gender isn't everything race, isn't everything right, but we just need more diversity across the board, across life experiences, class experiences, et cetera. Right. Um, so this would be helpful. I think we all know here in Texas, like most of the judges are old, white old dudes, last office justice of the peace, which essentially is like your judge duties, 
your Judge Mathis's, your your you know low low level misdemeanors and your like civil court stuff. Uh, we've got f- precincts for that. Precinct two, four, five, seven, and eight uh, are running for that. And we've got Jekka Williams, Rodney Lee, Sergio De Leon, Kenneth Sanders, and Lisa Woodard. They have varying degrees of information. Most of them don't have any campaign information. Uh, Rodney Lee had a platform that said support for local school districts. He said landlord and tenant rights, but didn't expound on that. So I don't know how to interpret that. Uh, and the community engagement was a big thing for him. Sergio De Leon's website was broken, but I gave you his, like, he is the current precinct justice of the peace for precinct five. So I just gave you like his, the, his yeah. public website. And that does not yeah. bode well. We should probably get a hold of him and be like, you know, your website's broken, right? Yeah, that's yeah, it probably wouldn't hurt to do that actually. And then Lisa Woodard d- only had a donate wave website, like a donation website. Like she doesn't actually have a campaign website that I could find. She didn't have anything up on Ballotpedia. Um, so that was con- kind of concerning, but it was a picture of her and it had a couple of sentences about her, but not like a platform or anything. So yeah. but that's Lisa Woodard. So there you go. So that's the whole spreadsheet. Please. So campaigns literally, literally just give me money. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Which maybe there's another website up there, but I couldn't find it. Um, and so that's not that's not great. But this if is we, if we find it, we'll update the spreadsheet for y'all. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, that's great. Great point. We are going to be continuously updating this. So we'll in any issues or bad links or something. Also, if you get any, let us know. If you try to find information on a candidate and you were unable to find that information, shoot us a message on Twitter. FW review or hit us up on Instagram, Fort Worth at Fort Worth Freedom Review. Shoot us a Gmail or something, uh, and we'll 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 take care of that for you. We'll provide you whatever you need. So again, hopefully this is early enough. Early voting starts here in about three weeks. Um, the last day to register to vote before November would be October 7th. Um, so that's coming up really, really soon. Please, please register if you have not registered already. Um, this spreadsheet is color coded, so Hopefully that's that's helpful in figuring out which offices and what's going on. But uh, yeah, I don't know, Thomas. Yep. You got anything? You got anything you want to leave us with? Uh, seize the means of projection. I thought that's <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Have I have I have I swayed you yet? Have 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 my? my... It's it's slowly happening. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I need to, another thing. So the socialism conference episode. Go back and listen to that if you want. Um, and I, I need to post that bonus episode of, of that uh, talk that I heard. I haven't had a chance to. I want to ask permission before I do it. That's that's what's holding me back. I haven't reached out and said, hey, can I put this up? I just want to ask and make sure it's cool before I put that up there. So once I do that, I will have a bonus episode that for you guys to listen to as well that I think is very, very amazing. So awesome. Thanks for joining us. Hope you find this useful. And we'll see you here again in a couple of weeks. Bye. Yeah. Bye.